today on Locked On Anaheim Ducks. It's time to meet your 2021-22 Anaheim Ducks roster. We'll talk about that on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. And apologies right up front. I wanted this to come out earlier on Tuesday, but we had some technical difficulties. In fact, this might end up being a double header on Wednesday before opening night. So just wanted to get that out there. A uh, quick reminder, you could hear this podcast wherever podcasts can be heard. It is free and available to download on all platforms. And also, also, this show is brought to you by rockauto.com, which has all the parts your car will ever need. So we're going to talk about the roster for the Anaheim Ducks. They officially announced, finally, their 23-man roster for this coming season. And we're going to do things a little differently today. I typically start with the forwards, defensemen, goalies. This time, I'm going to start with the goalies and then work my way to the forwards because that's going to be our big segment, our final segment of the day. So let's talk about the goaltenders. Only two of them, but... They're the obvious two that we thought they would be, John Gibson and Anthony Stolarz. John Gibson entering his eighth campaign with the Anaheim Ducks, 6-2-2-10, out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Last season, he had a 298 goals against average. His record, unfortunately, was 9-19-7 with three shutouts. All 19 of those losses were not his fault. In fact, I would say far from it. John Gibson did have some great moments last season. And in fact, I thought for the first month of the season, the analytics were right there as far as expected goals allowed. As far as, you know, the safe, the safe percentages, they were good stats. But then the bad defense caught up to him and that was not his fault. Once Hampus Lindholm went down to injury, that really opened up a lot of space on that side of John Gibson. So those numbers are not indicative of the kind of goaltender that he is. Once again, um, I'm sorry, he's entering his ninth campaign. He's played eight seasons, technically seven full seasons. That first season, 2014, he played three games. So I technically don't count that. According to Hockey Reference, he's played for eight seasons, but it's really seven seasons and a cup of coffee. However however you interpret this, he'll be entering his age 28 season with a career record of 148, 122, and 40 with a career save percentage of 917 and a career goals against of 258. Last season was his worst as far as save percentage. And among his worst on goals against average. In fact, the last two seasons, his save percentage has been 904. And his goals against average has been 299 or 2.99. So below average save percentage, eh, slightly below average goals against three. Allowing three goals per game is not bad until you consider that the Ducks have been dead last in that two-year span as far as goals scored. So again, all 29, oh sorry, all, <laughs> all 45 of those losses, not 
his fault. Not by a long shot. You really got to consider the kind of numbers. Actually, I'll give you the exact numbers. From 2020 to 2021. So his last two seasons. All right. 29, 45, and 12. With a 904 save percentage. A 299 goals against four shutouts. 37 quality starts. His... His analytic stats are not much better, but that's his last two seasons. Ooh, that that that's not good. He allowed only 250 goals. Only allowing that many goals in 86 games is not bad, but in those starts, the Ducks scored less than that. That's not going to cut it. It's really not. Uh, quality start percentage was only 43%. So quality starts could be better. And then I look at the goals saved above average. So this is, you know, the goals that he prevented himself versus the league average. His goal saved above average was a negative 13.5. But again, that is not his fault. It's really not. So even the analytics say that he he's not played well. But again, when you don't have your main defenseman, when you have Jacob Larson flanking one of your sides and being a sieve on defense, that's going to affect those numbers. So that is one goaltender, John Gibson. Then you have your backup, one of my favorite guys, Anthony Stolarz or Stoli. Or the guy that used to have the gritty mask for the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, first off, great guy, by the way. Stolarz, he's been bouncing around between teams. Uh, he did play with the Philadelphia Flyers briefly. Played with Edmonton very briefly. Before joining the Anaheim Ducks franchise. He spent most of the previous year, 2019-2020, in San Diego. Where he was their main goaltender. And that was mainly because the Ducks had... Gibson, but they had Ryan Miller. Now that Ryan Miller has retired, it is time for Anthony Stolarz to take that, I guess, throne of the backup goaltender. And only he's only played nine games for the big club for the Anaheim Ducks. And in those nine games, he was four and four, a 929 save percentage, and a goals against of 218 or 2.18. That's not bad. I will take those numbers any day. Any day. So that is your backup goaltender. Once again, Anthony Stolarz backing up Jonathan Gibson. Stolarz is only a year older, or sorry, a year younger than John Gibson. So those are your two goaltenders. Hopefully, John Gibson has sort of a comeback season. And hopefully, Anthony Stolarz gets more than a handful of starts this coming season. If I was to predict, I would say John Gibson gets about 55 starts. Yeah, we'll say that. 55 starts. And Stolarz will get 20-plus starts. Hey, you never know if Luka Dostal might come up. You just never know. Uh, As far as Gibson, the most starts he's had in a season is 60. I don't think he'll get to 60. I think he'll hover around 55 to 57 starts this season. All right, we are going to head to a very quick break. 
But first, let's talk about betonline.ag, which is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. The baseball playoffs are in full swing. You have the NLDS, you have the ALDS, the Dodgers and Giants, they're battling for position. You have the Houston Astros, they're in command. You have the Red Sox, they advanced. So yeah, it's like it's going to be a Red Sox-Astros ALCS, so you can bet on that. You have the NLCS starting this coming weekend. And of course, hockey is back. So head over to betonline.ag. Use promo code LOCKEDON to get a 50% welcome bonus. That is betonline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. And this show is also brought to you by DirecTV Stream. It's time to get rid of the clutter, get rid of all the remotes and all the confusion, and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. It's a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without all the hassle. DirecTV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. No eight-year contracts here. No way. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. And speaking of, you know, getting your sports together, I know you guys want to find out when the Ducks are going to play on certain channels. I mentioned that on a previous podcast. If you want to check that out, look up the TV schedule podcast from the Ducks. That was about a couple of weeks ago. So go ahead and look for that one. That's maybe eight or nine podcasts ago. So check that one out. We're going to move to the defensemen first. Before going to the forwards, the forwards, that'll take up more of this show. Seven defensemen on this roster you have in alphabetical order by last name. Jamie Drysdale, Cam Fowler, Hampus Lindholm, Josh Mahura, Josh Manson, Greg Patteron, and Kevin Shattenkirk. One of those guys is making more money. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm going to stop. I'm going to be good and stop. Your main three defenders are Cam Fowler, Hampus Lindholm, and Josh Manson. Those are your big three on defense. I would almost add Jamie Drysdale to that list, but Drysdale's only 19 years old. He's not quite there yet. He did get thrown to the Wolves last season. Then you have these other three. Let's talk about all all three of them. Josh Mahura, who spent a majority of the time with the San Diego Goals, he had a cup of coffee in Anaheim last season. In fact, he got his first goal last season with the Ducks. In San Diego, in 28 games, he scored 20 points. He was also part of the playoff roster for the Goals in 2021. And it looks like Josh Mahura has been rewarded. So he makes the opening night roster. Then you have Greg, Greg Patteron, who has bounced around a plethora of teams. Listed here, San Jose, Colorado, Minnesota, San Jose, and then Colorado again. Yes, he's bounced around a lot. Oh yeah, San Jose Barracuda, Colorado Eagles. So he's really come around and coming to Anaheim. That last preseason game, he had a pretty reckless penalty. And that made me think, oh, I don't know if he's going to make it to the opening night roster. 
So that leaves Kevin Shattenkirk, the $3.9 million defenseman from the Tampa Bay Lightning. Last season in 55 games, he scored only 14 points and had only two goals. By far, his lowest total in his career. So you look at how how these defensemen shape up. I would assume that Patteron and Mahura will be the likely candidates to be healthy scratches more often than not. Drysdale will most likely get 70 plus starts or 70 plus games rather. I could see the Ducks protecting him once in a while, but there's no reason why Drysdale shouldn't play more than 70 games. He's got to be out there as often as possible. Patteron is going to be a healthy scratch. I would say between Mahura and Patteron, I think Mahura gets more playing time than Greg Patteron this coming season. And then you have the venerable veterans. Cam Fowler, Hampus Lindholm, Josh Manson. Josh Manson only had seven points last season, but Manson only played 23 games. He was out for a majority of last season with injuries, plural. Yes, I'm saying injuries, plural. And I I feel bad for him. Josh Manson is one of the, I would, yeah, one of the better defensemen on the Anaheim Ducks. And let's not forget that Josh Manson is one of your alternate captains. He is a very important player. For him to miss more than half of last season probably contributed to the Ducks' woes on both offense and defense. More so defense. Then you have Hampus Lindholm, who only played 18 games last season. It was because of the Lindholm and Manton injuries that Jamie Drysdale played as many games as he did last season, which ended up being 24 games. Poor Jamie Drysdale. You talk about a kid who came in fresh-faced, 18 years old, and had some good games. But when you started putting Jamie Drysdale against the likes of Colorado and Vegas eight times, he got exposed a little bit, and I just feel bad for him. Because I know that was not the original intent. The original plan was to play Jamie Drysdale for a small handful of games, But because of all the injuries, it necessitated Drysdale to fast-track his development and play that many games for the Anaheim Ducks. He did finish with the San Diego goals and did play in the playoffs, had two apples in the playoffs, for what it's worth. And then you have Cam Fowler. Cam Fowler played every game last season. He is your big gun. He's your big earner at $6.5 million. You know, Cam Fowler is your highest paid player right now. Cam Fowler at $6.5 million, John Gibson at six point four. But Cam Fowler is that important and has to be that durable this coming season in order for the Ducks to have any kind of success. As long as Fowler, Lindholm, and Manson can stay relatively healthy, if they can miss no more than 30 games combined then I could see that defense being shut down and maybe John, um, maybe John Gibson. I say maybe. Those stats can improve to the point where his goals against is back to about 2.5 and, and his save percentage is back up in the 19s. Of course, none of that will matter if they don't score. Keep in mind, the Ducks were last in scoring and last in the power play. In fact, they were 
historically last in power play percentage. We'll talk about that after the second intermission. But first, let's talk about rockauto.com, which has all the parts your car will ever need. Say you drive a Toyota Prius like I do. Yeah, rockauto.com has the parts for that car. Say you drive a Ford Mustang or my former car, Chevy Impala. Oh, I miss that thing. Head over to rockauto.com, type in the car that you have, and boom, you'll find all the parts for that car. Once again, they've been family-owned and operated for over two decades. And why pay full price when you could pay half or even less than half the price of the big box stores? If you go to rockauto.com in the How Did You Hear About Us box, tell them that Locked On Ducks sent you. Once again, that is rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. Coming up after the intermission, yeah, you know this is coming. We're going to talk all about the forwards. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, or TLOPN. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez, and we're talking about the opening night roster. So yeah, season opening roster. I talked about the two goaltenders, the seven defensemen. We have 14 forwards to talk about. Two of them will be healthy scratches on opening night. Once again, I will list the forwards in alphabetical order by last name. So here's your forwards. Max Comtois, Nick Delorier, Ryan Getzloff, Derek Grant, the Elite 1C, Benoit Olivier Grew, or Bo Grew, Adam Henrique, Max Jones, Isaac Lundestrom, Mason McTavish, Ricard Raquel, Jakob Silverberg, Sam Steele, Troy Terry, and Trevor Zegris. So those are your 14 forwards. And I'm just going to come out and say it. After the preseason that Trevor Zegris had, he'd better be your first line center. If he isn't, there's something wrong there. The only the only way that Trevor Zegris is not a first line center on opening night is if they give it to Ryan Getzloff because he's your captain and he's been there for the longest time. That's the only way that Dallas Eakins would say, not Z, not Z, your second line. So maybe for one game. But Zegris should be your first line center of the future. If he isn't then something is wrong and you can pin all the blame on Dallas Eakins. And that's, that's just beating a dead horse. I've been critical of Dallas Eakins in the past. So have a lot of other people. They've been, they've been critical of Dallas Eakins, especially since last season, but we're not going to talk about coaching. We're going to talk about the forwards themselves. Zegris should be leading that first line. Max Comtois. He was your leading point scorer last season. He had 33 points in 55 games. That's your leading point scorer. Oh, most goals. <laughs> okay. Your leading goal scorer had 16 goals. Max Comtois. What does that tell you when your leading goal scorer has only 16 goals? Just think about that for a second. Yeah, it, it's... It's hard to think about, isn't it? <laughs> so that's your leading point scorer, Max Comtois. Nick Delorier, he's their 
he's ba- he's basically there to be a big body and to escape from the box like a bat out of hell and maybe score a hat trick once in a while. Nick Delorier has two hat tricks in the past two seasons. He had the one <laughs> towards the end of the pandemic shortened season, and then he had one the start of last season. Yeah, I I still don't know what to make of Nick Delorier. I like the guy. He's a nice guy and all that. His energy is infectious, for what it's worth. You never know what you get with Nick Delorier. Derek Grant is the elite 1C, the face-off specialist. Grant will probably get healthy scratched a few times this season, but hey, at least he made the roster. Bo grew. Grew last season in 42 games with the goal, scored 29 points, and had a very important goal in last season's playoff at Bakersfield. Bo grew, I feel like he emerged quite a bit during the end of last season in San Diego, and also emerged as an important cog in that goal's offense. And then I looked at training camp, open practice, and especially the rookie face-off in Arizona. Bo Grew really came out on that rookie face-off in Arizona. He scored quite a few important goals and had a good thing going with that second line there. And granted, Grew did well against other rookies. But then you got into the preseason, and that continued. He's shown that he's ready. I feel much the same way about Trevor Zegris. Uh, Trevor Zegris really impressed me in Arizona. I think that's where it really started. Because, you know, Trevor Zegris, for what it's worth, I think Zegris is the most talented player on that Ducks front line. He's got an immense amount of talent. As long as the coaches don't misuse him, that has all that was been a concern since last season when he got healthy scratched and then he got straight up scratched. Then he got straight up benched. I don't trust I trust Zegris. I trust Zegris to do well because I think Trevor is that talented of a player. Hopefully, hopefully the coaches don't misuse him. That's the concern. But hopefully we're past that. And Zegris can play all 82 games. And if he doesn't play all 82 games, then something's terribly wrong. So Zegris did look very impressive. That's where it started. Rookie camp. And then preseason. Zegris led the team in points during the preseason. He's ready for prime time. Other guys I want to talk about, Sam Steele has begun to look a little bit uneasy out there. And there was even some people online saying maybe Sam Steele shouldn't make the team. Maybe he should go down. Maybe he should be a a trading chip. Troy Terry, I think, will emerge this season. Jakob Silverberg, he did have that hip surgery in the offseason. So we'll see how that affects his mobility. Ricard Raquel, the former All-Star, he was second in points last season with 28 for the Ducks. I think Raquel could really bust out. Adam Henrique. Oh, all the drama of Adam Henrique last season. I've talked about this ad nauseum. Max Jones, still a young guy. Could be good. Isaac Lundestrom, I've been impressed with. Mason McTavish. 
had a pretty good rookie camp, but also had a pretty decent preseason as well. Maybe it's time for Mason McTavish to just come on down. So that is your opening night roster. Oh, and of course, Ryan Gesloff, the captain. He's been your steady captain. He's been with the Ducks since 2006. He's your longtime captain, and he could hit a bunch of milestones this coming season. We'll talk about milestones on a different podcast later this month. But we just don't have time for that right now because we got to head off in a minute. But I just want to point out that the Ducks have a ton of kids on their roster, 25 or sorry, 24 or younger. Troy Terry's 24. Sam Steele's 23. Josh Mahura's 23. Max Jones is 23. Max Comtois, 22. Isaac Lundestrom, 21. Bo Grew, 21. Trevor Zegris, 20. Jamie Drysdale, 19. Mason McTavish, 18. I just counted 10. 10 Anaheim Ducks players that are 24 and younger. So I'm going to say the hashtag that I said all of last season, and then we're just going to end it. Hashtag. Let the kids play. Let the kids play. That's all we're asking. Oh, by the way, the average age of the Ducks roster. (laughs) They're among the youngest teams in the league. This is absolutely no surprise to anybody. Look at the goaltenders. John Gibson, he's only 28. Anthony Stolarz is only 27. Speaking of other younger guys. Hampus Lindholm, he's only 27. Oh, by the way, Hampus Lindholm, Anthony Stolarz, born in the same day. How about that? Just want to throw that little bit out there. Oh, yeah, I talked about Ryan Get or sorry, Derek Grant. He's 31. Yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> Ricard Raquel, he's only 28 years old as well. So again, a lot of younger guys. The Ducks, in fact, only have two guys that were born in the 80s on the roster. Ryan Getzloff and Kevin Shattenkirk, and that's it. Ryan Getzloff is 36. Kevin Shattenkirk is 32. 32 is your second oldest player. This team is young. They are very, very young. So there could be some growing pains there, but... Hey, as long as the kids all play and they can mesh well together, just imagine how good they're going to be in a couple of years once they get more experience under their belt. All right, that is going to do it for today's podcast. I sincerely want to thank you all for listening and thanks for making this your first listen of the day. Don't forget that you can hear this podcast on pretty much every podcasting platform, including Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey, Don't forget to rate, comment, subscribe. Follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD or follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. And one final thing before I head off. I know that a video went a little bit viral and I do want to apologize for that. Um, I will address that more on the next episode. But I think Trevor Zegris is that talented And like I just mentioned, I trust Trevor Zegris to do well. It just depends on what the coaches do and all that jazz. 
I, I still don't trust it. After what happened last season, I still don't trust it. That's all. That's all I meant by that. But again, I'll explain more about that on the next podcast. So again, for those of you that have stuck with me and stuck around, thank you all so much. I appreciate you guys. So thank you all. For Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there. Be kind to one another. Always be kind. And Ducks, fly together. <laughs>